This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your computer makes thousands of connections every day just like the one it's making now to deliver you your audio content. Why not unlock some little connections of your own? Pick up a box of Cadbury Heroes today, stay at home and share them with your family or friends. Sometimes it's the little things that bring us together. British professor Hubert Lamb says that a new ice age is creeping over the northern hemisphere. Even then, it won't be as bad as the last ice age 60,000 years ago. Then, New York, Cincinnati, St. Louis were under 5,000 feet of ice. Presumably, no traffic moved and school was let out for the day. And that's the way it is, Monday, September 11th, 1972. You have beautiful eyes. Get off my face. Well, you and me, we make a great team. I mean, what do you say we just head down together? Great, yeah. Hey, jump up on my back and relax the whole way. Wow, really? No. Wait, aren't you going south? The change of seasons, migration instincts? Guess not. Bye. Okay, then. Thanks for the help. I can take it from here. Aren't we due for a new ice age? Well, uh, who, who can tell? It's 5,000 years overdue, so don't hold your breath. Back to this country and again tonight. It's a weather emergency making news, a bitterly cold night in store for most people in this country. In Earth's history, there have been around five major ice ages, and the most recent began around 2.6 million years ago. Good evening. It just keeps coming. Winter's parade of misery from snowbound New Englanders at their wit's end to snow and ice in the normally mild south. A bitter freeze gripping the country. It's a very... I feel it every second in my bones. Now turning deadly with at least... Is there an ice age coming? Well, there have been these recurring advances and retreats of of ice sheets. And so we should be uh, going back into a cold period. This has definitely not been my day. I mean, you know what I'm saying, buddy? Hello and welcome to Science-ish. I'm Rick Edwards, joined as ever by Dr. Michael Brooks. Hello. What's your doctorate in, Michael? Quantum Nobody physics. Cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> in each episode, we take a piece of fiction, film, TV show, book, poem. <laughs> <laughs> if we were going to do a poem, which one would we do? I don't know any poems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I'd love to be able to name one poem now. What about Ted Hughes' one? Yeah, they're not nice, are they? Or Wordsworth? Oh, yeah, yeah. We could do The Science of Daffodils. Yeah, well, we'll certainly be doing any of them before we do a play. <laughs> so, yes, we take a piece of fiction. We ask one huge question. You are in the driving seat this week, Brooksy. What have you got for us? 
Ice Age. What do you mean? We're looking at the film Ice Age. The animated film Ice Age. Yes. <laughs> this is what you've chosen. This is what we're for doing. For our serious science podcast. This is, this is what we've been given to do this week. Don't blame it on someone else. When did I choose this? When you said, can we do my favourite film, Ice Age? All right. Well, that's what we're doing now anyway. No complaints at all. And how many times have you seen it? Probably three or four. Do you want to do a quick plot synopsis for me? <laughs> well, there's a lot of talking animals, which we're probably not going to get right into. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it starts off with a saber-toothed squirrel, which I don't think is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> but basically... Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we're doing this. <laughs> basically, it's about a load of animals trying to survive the Ice Age and, and going south, migrating south. And uh, there are humans in it too who are also trying to survive the Ice Age. Hey, rise and shine, everybody. Huh? Jack? Marshall? Bernie? Uncle Fungus? Come on, guys. We're going to miss the mic. The mic. The mic. Grayson. They left without me. They do this every year. Why? Doesn't anyone love me? Could we genetically create a saber-toothed squirrel? Yes, of course we could. Yeah, I bet George could. Church is right on it. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not what we're talking about at all today. Shame. Uh, What is our big question then? Our big question is a very, very straightforward thing. Can we survive the next Ice Age? And who have we tracked down to blow this question wide apart for us? Uh, We've got Shuan Davis, who's Professor of Geography at Swansea University. Uh, Her specialism is paleo-environmental change. An ice age is a prolonged period when the Earth's temperature is reduced and when ice sheets from the poles extend outwards over the land. In Earth's history, there have been around five major ice ages and the most recent began around 2.6 million years ago. And within this period, there have been several uh, series or several cycles where the ice sheets would advance and then retreat. So we call the time intervals when the ice sheets have advanced over the land, we call those glacial periods. And then the warmer period in between are called interglacial. So in an informal sense, when people talk about an ice age, they're often referring to uh, the last glacial period that we experience within this broader time interval of reduced temperature. We know during the coldest part of the last glacial period that in the tropics it would have been up to five degrees cooler and then at higher latitudes probably even colder than that. So they typically last the glacial periods over 100,000 years long and they tend to be very cold obviously, very dry, very dusty. Sea level would have been very reduced, almost up to 120 metres lower than today because a lot of the water was then locked within the hugely expanded ice sheets. And as a result of that, a lot of the continental shelves would have been exposed, uh, forming land bridges. We know between between Alaska, Siberia, large uh, continental shelf areas around Britain would have been exposed and you would have been able at some point to, to have walked between Britain and continental Europe at that time. So large parts of northern Europe would have been largely covered by ice, a lot of Ireland, large parts of Wales, most of Scotland, Scandinavia would have been under um, several uh, thousand metres thick of ice. So when did we first realise that ice ages were a thing? Not until the 1800s. So there's basically a lot of sort of work by a couple of people in, in Switzerland saying, we're looking at the 
gravel, we're looking at the mud, we're looking at these rocks, we're looking at the shape of everything. And we think maybe there were glaciers here, maybe there was, you know, there's um, something's been scoured out. Uh, maybe the whole thing was covered by ice. And everyone just said, nah, don't be ridiculous. And for a long, long time, nobody was buying the whole idea that the earth might have been covered by ice. But uh, gradually, you know, it, it sort of took hold as an idea. And then, yeah, people began, began to accept that maybe there was. And then the, the more technology we got, the more we were able to sort of do drilling into the seabed to kind of analyze rocks. You look at corals, you look at all kinds of sort of geological formations, and you can see that actually, you know, it makes sense now that you put the evidence together that there were several ice ages in the past. So do we know what causes them then, these kind of cyclical ice ages? It's really complicated. So you have these things called Milankovitch cycles, which um, are basically to do with the kind of the rotation uh, or the Earth in its orbit when it comes and goes closer to the sun. Mm. But it's sort of affected by the tilt of the Earth. There's issues with pulls from other planets as well, which sort of move us towards and away from the sun. Right. Uh, there's issues with greenhouse gases in terms of you know, how much... So if you've got a, an ice sheet on the Earth, it's, it's reflecting away a lot of the heat as well. So, yeah. so that kind of compounds the problem. So, yeah. so to sort of move between ice ages and warmer periods, actually, it's a really complicated set of equations to try and work out exactly why it's happening. But it does seem to happen kind of cyclically, but you just can't make you know, a concrete prediction about when it's going to happen again. And is that because we don't know all of the variables or we don't know in, we don't have enough information because it's such a complicated setup? We know a lot of the variables that, that are, are there. So we know what kind of things contribute to forming an ice age. But actually, it's quite hard to predict exactly, you know, when we're, everything's going to sort of align to the point where you get this layer of snow that then sort of doesn't go away, that compacts and then sort of becomes more and more thick. Yeah, thicker. <laughs> Frank, where did you ever go ahead, dig in <gasps> a dandelion I thought the frost wiped them all out all but one oh, oh, it makes me so oh, I want to find oh, yummo a dandelion must be the last one of the season ah, ah, ah. Oh, Carl easy Frank he ruined our salad oh, oh. So given that you have these sort of internal feedback loops, why are we not stuck in a permanent ice age? How do you get out of one? Well, you just move in and out of, of conditions where that can happen. So, so the Earth moves in its orbit and the orbit changes slightly. And actually, you know, just a small fraction of the orbit can change all the conditions on Earth. You know, so you, the, the ice will melt or the ice will form. You know, so it's, it's really kind of teetering on a knife edge in a way. Because we're in the Goldilocks zone. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, during the Ice Age, uh, the the temperature at the sort of at the equator basically only changed by about five degrees or so. So it's not a huge change that sort of tips you one way or the other. What would it have been like then to be around, like for humans in the last Ice Age? Well, um, obviously cold. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was, you know, I mean, really reduced resources in lots of ways. So you had to sort of migrate south in order to get, uh, if you were in the north, obviously, um, then you had to migrate to, to places where you could get more food. Uh, animal populations were moving as well. So you had to follow those if you wanted to hunt and eat those. Um, pretty hard work. But then at the same time, you know, sea levels were lower. 
So you get all these land bridges forming. So, you know, basically the... the Which is how we got to new yeah, places. Yeah, so, so we, you know, we basically migrated a lot during the, the Ice Ages and populated different areas of the Earth. And, you know, probably following animal migrations as well. Clearly what I really want to know is, when's the next Ice Age coming? So we asked Professor Shiwan. Hot comes a chilling report on climate change suggesting we're heading into a mini ice age. Add a potential new ice age to the list of... Now we're going back in the cool cycle. Guess what? In 20 years from now, we're going to be hearing about the next ice age coming again. It is very difficult to try and predict when the next um, ice age might happen. What we have to do is to look at the past in order to try and see how long they've been. It's not easy because a number of these changes have happened beyond some of our most widely applicable dating techniques but we have to try and see the duration of them um, and to see how frequent these changes have been in order to try and see how they compare to changes in the Earth's orbit and how they've interacted with the feedback mechanisms in order to see when the next one might happen. Sun's behaviour indicate that a period of unusually low solar activity maybe just about to begin. It's very similar to a so-called Little Ice Age of about 300 years ago. Now, that's no guarantee of a cooling period, but it emphasized how poorly understood all these climate issues really are. So is there an ice age coming? Well, according to what we know of the past, then yes, there should be another ice age in the future. There have been these recurring advances and retreats of of ice sheets. And so we should be uh, going back into a cold period. We're currently in the warm period and that began around 11,700 years ago. But there should be another cold period. However, because the greenhouse gases are at such a high level, because we have been emitting greenhouse gases into our atmosphere, what the recent studies are showing is that we may have delayed the start of the next ice age. In fact, 17 of the 18 hottest years on record, that's dating back to 1880, have occurred since 2001. Temperatures uh, from 1950 through present day, and we're starting to see our temperature on the increase. That's well-stated, well-advertised. We're looking at a delay of up to 100,000 years. So although that we know there's been recurring patterns, we are creating, we have made significant changes to the natural cycles, and that's really telling when we're considering our impact on the planet. Whenever I'm asked this question, they always say this. People always say, oh, well, that's great. We're not going to go into an ice age. The sceptics jump on this and they say, that's a great thing. <laughs> so, so you can't win. <laughs> but it's the significant changes. You know, human society, we've, we've significantly affected uh, the, the climate system, which means that we've delayed the next ice age. And that's a significant thing. When you think about it, we've changed the natural cycle that we've seen in the past. I think that's the way to think about it rather than the benefits to us. <laughs> yeah, but also, in some senses, is it not quite good that climate change is going to prolong a period where we're not freezing? <laughs> it's kind of contentious, but you can argue that, can't you? Because we've got... What we've done a, a degree of warming through our in, industrial carbon dioxide. We've yeah. basically warmed the planet by one degree. We're heading towards two degrees, and if we're talking about average temperatures during an ice age being sort of five degrees lower, that's quite a significant impact we've had. Mm. Basically, in terms of now the cycles and the movement of the Earth and the tilt and you know all the all the factors which give you an ice age actually have an extra two degrees of work to do before we get to the next one. 
wasn't there a um like a, a mini ice age in the last millennium? Have I made that up? No, you've not made that up. But I've definitely read about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so people have claimed that there was one. So there was like the London frost fairs, you know, on the Thames. Mm. Uh, there was definitely a sort of reduction in temperatures. And people have talked about it as a little ice age. But actually, the experts are sort of saying that they're really not. So people said it was to do with the Maunder minimum of the sun. So the Maunder minimum is when you get no sunspot activity. So you oh, right. get a kind of reduced insulation from, reduced amount of, of heat coming from the sun. And it's, it's a tiny effect, really. It's like half a degree in terms of global temperature averages. So it's a very small effect. And what they think was the frost fares and the kind of reduced um, crop outputs and things like that at that time. So, you know, it's quite possible that there was a big ash cloud that was blocking out the sun. So, so that might have been more to do with, you know, slightly reduced temperatures. Um, but it wasn't like a, a ice age, like a few degrees or anything. It was, it was actually pretty minimally cooler. Presumably, it's possible in the future that we'll have uh, a similar effect, though. Like if there's a like lack of sunspot activity or or, or or whatever, then that might create another little sort of. I don't know that they're saying that maybe it's not really a mini ice age, but. Well, the, I mean, there was a big claim a few years ago saying, "Oh, you know, we could be entering another sort of mini ice age uh, that it's coming around, and we got." To get ourselves ready but actually that was based on looking at sunspot activity in terms of predicting you know what what's going to happen but sun's activity is really hard to predict because it's all chaotic it's all you know happening in plasma the surface of the sun you can't really say what's what's going to happen so so yes we might get a, a period of, of reduced sunspot activity but we don't know when that's going to come so uh, really don't you know don't go out and buy your fleeces yet Hey, can we have our melon back? Junior's hungry and, uh... No way! This is our private stockpile for the Ice Age! Subarctic temperatures will force us underground for a million billion years! So you got three melons? If you weren't smart enough to plan ahead, then doom on you! Doom on you! Doom on you! Get away from me! Doom on you! Oh, no! No! Vegeta Melon! So what impact have these little sort of mini ice ages had on the sort of geopolitical landscape in history? Well, they're not good. So what happens is you've basically got reduced resources. So if everything's frozen over, you've got a reduced amount of land that you can farm. Uh, You've got reduced hunting possibilities. Everything's moving. So people are trying to get to where the conditions are a bit more temperate. So you've got crowding, migration, immigration, and wars break out over resources, conflicts. It's it's sort of a bit unpleasant, actually. But haven't people pointed to certain things in history and speculated that they may have been, so like the fall of the Roman Empire, like indexing that to some sort of um, yeah, so temperature change? Yeah, there's correlations between sort of temperature change and things like overthrow the Ming Dynasty, 30 Years War, lots of sort of historical events are linked to times when basically life was really hard for everybody. And so everybody got disgruntled. Everybody was, you know, willing to overthrow. Agro. Yeah, yeah. It, it basically creates agro. Thing is, though, irrespective of anthropogenic climate change effects, the next ice age is coming. Like, it will arrive at some point. So are we going to survive? What would the world be like when the next ice age does arrive? I think that's very difficult to say. However, by looking at 
the evidence of past ice ages, we know that large parts of the Earth would be uninhabitable. Large parts of Britain would be under the ice. It would be much colder, very dry, lower sea level, very dusty, and the vegetation patterns would be completely different. So during the last glacial period, there would have been large swathes of tundra in front of the large uh, European ice sheet, and the forest would have been pushed much further south. So you've had migration of, of plants and also animals. A lot of animals would be under threat, and I think humans would have to migrate to much southern latitudes. I mean, it would be a very, very different world to what we know of today. There's some evidence to suggest that modern humans managed to survive uh, these colder periods. They managed to survive in sparsely wooded areas. The Neanderthals, of course, became extinct. It's hotly debated what caused their extinction, but modern humans managed to survive. When we consider the next one, it's very difficult to think what might be ahead of us. We have a very modern, more developed societies, whereas the past ice age affected more primitive societies. Whether or not humanity could survive, I think that is a, a huge $64 million question. I think it would be a very stressful environment, very harsh. Could there be resource wars, for example? Could, are we more resilient? Do we have the technology to survive? But one thing that we can be sure of is that by looking at the past, what we know is that the build-up of ice and the time it takes to build up these enormous ice, ice sheets does take thousands of years. So there would be some time for human society to adapt, whereas at the end of a glacial period, they can be quite, they are far more abrupt. So the end is far more abrupt, but the build-up to an ice age takes a much longer, over thousands of years. So I feel like I'm probably going to be okay then, aren't I? If I've got... Well, you are. Yeah, yeah not I mean, I'm definitely okay. But if it's going to take thousands of years to actually fully take hold, then that's plenty of time to adapt. Yeah, I think, I, I think the difference between humans now and humans at the last Ice Age is that, you know, we've got technology, we've got prediction, you know, we'll be able to see it coming. And so presumably yeah. we'll have lots of of means of actually sort of avoiding the worst consequences of it. But at the same time, you, I say that, and then, you know, I'm really talking about the developed world and, and, and sort of, yeah. the, you know, the technologically savvy societies that we've got, but not everybody's in the same boat. So, so we'll probably get, ironically, we might even get migrations into the kind of, towards the ice sheets because people are better prepared for what's going on. I would have thought people would be going... Well, from, from us going south because there'd be more opportunity to develop agriculture in those areas. But I'm not sure that actually that's what we'll do because, you know, we might use technology to develop, you know, indoor farms effectively and just, you know, create... You heard it here first. Create, indoor farms. Create an environment where uh, you can still grow crops, you can still raise animals, you can still do all the sort of food production you need to do just within sort of buildings that are, are heated heated basically it's <laughs> what i'm trying to say is we'll just turn the heating up <laughs> i mean the great thing about it is that you know by the time that ice age comes fusion power will only be like 40 or 50 years away <laughs> i'm a genius from now on you'll have to refer to me as sid Lord of the Flame. Hey, Lord of the Flame. Your tail's on fire. 
Thank you. From now on, I'm gonna call you Diego. Lord of Touch Me and you're dead. <sighs> so if I was resolutely gonna stay in the UK during the next Ice Age, what do I need to do to survive other than turn the heating up? Well, you know, let, let's pretend you haven't got any heating because obviously that's a bit of a cheat, really, isn't it? I will have heating. Uh, all right. So you need to be aware of far-right groups that will be basically growing in number massively. Membership is going to increase for anti-immigration, you know, people of our own race staying together. That's the prediction. So it's uh, going to be like Brexit, but worse. Uh, Extreme Brexit, if you like. Um, so we'll be cutting ourselves off if you're in the wrong kind of group. Um, you've got to learn to trap sea lions, probably, because you'll need the fat from the sea lion to kind of get the 6,000 calories a day that you'll need to survive in the cold. How are they... Um... Assuming you're going outdoors and, you know... Yeah, I mean, I assume I'm, someone else is catching sea lions for me. <sighs> That's no fun, though, is it? That you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> are, we, are we not just a bit... Even though we've got technology, are we not just a bit soft now? Yeah, yeah. Um, you are, obviously. I'm tough mm. as nails. But back yeah. in the day, that we would have been a lot tougher, more resilient to these things, sort of physically, wouldn't we? I think I think we like to think that, but there's probably quite a few people like us who just died off, and all uh, we ever hear about is the tough ones who survived and you know and lived to to generate the next generation. That's a fair point. Yeah. So there must have been, you know, I mean, it, if you look at a population, there must have been the animal pussies. There must have been like complete nerds. <laughs> Who were just more interested in classifying the plants or whatever, and, and really weren't that good at boiling them up to make you know tea to to survive with, you know, with no vitamin C and and things like that. So, although maybe you know they 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 were the ones that identified that you need pine needle tea to survive when there's no other vegetation growing and you're going to get scurvy. So what people were doing drinking pine needle tea. Yeah. yeah. What's it like? I don't know. I've never heard it. Go on. What's the answer? Can we survive the next ice age? Absolutely, yes, we can. No problem. Turn the heating up. Science Ish is a Radio Wolfgang production presented by me, Rick Edwards, and Dr. Michael Brooks. The producers were Cormac McAuliffe and Ivor Slayer Manley. Special thanks to Professor Shiwan Davies. If you like the show, please subscribe and rate and review us on whatever app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter at science underscore ish. I've got nothing in my head on this. Um, I'm reading the whole thing. Could maybe clip that up and put it on the start of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Pot, kettle. Well, yeah, but not normally. Your computer makes thousands of connections every day, just like the one it's making now to deliver you your audio content. Why not unlock some little connections of your own? Pick up a box of Cadbury Heroes today, stay at home and share them with your family or friends. Sometimes it's the little things that bring us together. 